Podcast Answer Man, episode number 340. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hi, this is Leo Laporte of This Week in Tech, and you're listening, (laughs) you're smart, to Cliff Ravenscraft. He is the Podcast Answer Man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and this, my friends, is the podcast devoted to taking your message, your business, and your life to the next level. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to podcasting, if you've been creating content for many years, if you're looking to get your message out into the world and build better relationships with people whom you share your passions with. This is the podcast for you. As you can tell, folks, I am still working on taking my opening script to the next level. And one of the things that I just got back from doing was spending a couple days in Las Vegas with folks over there at New Media Expo. And I know there were several hundred of you who are listening to this show right now, who were there. And thank you so much for coming out to Vegas. What an awesome, awesome time. Uh, I had the privilege of meeting so many people face-to-face that I had never seen before. And this has happened at a lot of conferences, but not to the degree that it did this year. Uh, the podcasting track had three, well, actually, it was at least double the size of number as far as the number of people that came this year from last year and last year was pretty darn cool. Uh, it could have been triple the size, but I'll have to wait until I get some numbers back from the actual staff uh, for the event. But yeah, it was an it was a great time. The reality is though, this is the second time that I'm approaching episode number 340 and I still don't know what I'm going to do with it. You see, I came back from New Media Expo completely wore out, emotionally drained. I gave you guys my all for those of you who were there, uh, and I was happy to do so. But I had taken last Thursday off and decided I was not going to try to uh, put out a podcast episode the same day that I'm flying from Cincinnati to um, to uh, Las Vegas I didn't want to try to rush it and put one in the day before because I knew that, you know, getting things prepared for me to leave would be hectic. So I took last week off. And then, of course, you know, there's today. I figure, you know, I'm flying back on Tuesday. I'll get in late Tuesday night. I'll probably sleep all day Wednesday, which cha-ching, mark that off the to-do list. I did that one successfully. Slept for 15 hours straight. And then um, last night, I still went to bed at a very reasonable hour. It was 11 p.m., and I figure, you know, I should have no problem at all getting up and being in the studio studio by 9 a.m. Well, at whatever time my alarm was set to go off, I think it was set to go off at 5 or 6 this morning. I snoozed all the way up until about 8.45. And then I'm like, okay, I have to get out of bed. I have to get down into that studio. I have to do something. And the reason why is because it's on the it's on my live show schedule. I have folks... That will show up even if I don't send out a Twitter message or a Facebook note. There's going to be at least 10 people out there who will show up in my chat room waiting for me to start Podcast Answer Man. Well, 
I just, you know, just been, like I said, kind of just drained uh, after coming back. And I think right around 8.55 or so, I, I loaded up the chat room on my phone and I said, hey, guys, I will be down, but I'm probably running at least 20 minutes late. And I made myself get out of bed, get ready as quickly as possible, grabbed myself a bowl of oatmeal, and I came into the studio and I literally sat here and and in front of a live audience tried to figure out what is it that I'm going to say in this podcast episode? What am I, What is it that I'm going to share? And the only thing I could think of was to share my experience with New Media Expo. And I did get a couple people who say, hey, I want to know how things went with New Media Expo. And so I started sharing and I talked about some other little things that I could think of. And to be honest with you, at the end of the episode, I just wasn't feeling it as a worthy episode for my first episode for 2014. And um, I, you know, again, just not sure if I'm coming down with an, you know, with a upper respiratory infection or, you know, the the coming of uh, my next bout of, you know, bronchitis or whatever. I just, you know, feel like I'm in this funk, if you will. And, you know, this is not this is not uncommon for me coming back from a big, pleasurable and totally enjoyable experience away out of town for about five to six days. Uh, so so I've come to expect these. But one of the things that I guess I didn't think about ahead of time was I should probably get, just go ahead and make sure to cancel the live recording of Podcast Answer Man on Thursday when I get back. But I didn't. And so I came down and and on a scale of one to ten... As I was recording this morning, I probably, as soon as I hit the stop button, I would have taken the original recording of this episode and and gave it a quality rating of about, eh, probably about a 5.5. And as I went to lunch, and then as I thought about it this afternoon while Stephanie and I were recording Family from the Heart and, and stuff like that, and... You know, I kind of got the thing, and really, on a quality level of content, it was probably about a three. And so I put out there on Twitter and Facebook, I said, I'm seriously considering deleting episode number 340 and uh, not putting it out. And I had a number of folks who says, hey, Cliff, you know, just just delete it and let it go and take the week off. We'll be here when you get back. There are some who says, no matter what it was, I would love to hear your voice. Um, and, and really it ranged on both sides uh, pretty equally. Uh, but one of the things that really got me was somebody says, Cliff, you know, you talked with Pat at, at New Media Expo, you know, it, it's about authenticity and transparency and, and just let people, you know, you are who you are. And it's like, dude, he, that person is so right. That's exactly the message that I gave at New Media Expo when I was on the panel session with Pat Flynn. And so what I've decided to do is re-record the intro here for Podcast Answer Man, episode number 340. And to tell you that what I'm getting ready to play for you is what I recorded this morning, but I'm not happy with it. I'm not happy with the content that you are about to hear. Matter of fact, I'm not even overly crazy about what I'm saying right now. I, you know, Part of me just thinks I should just cash it in this week, you know, and just say, hey, I'll be back next Thursday. I'll be energized by then. I will have some more creative ideas what I want to do with my content. I certainly know I I could do some much better stuff when it comes to goals and and all kinds of other wonderful content that I could create. But my 
enthusiasm level, although it sounds like it's high right now, it's really pretty low. It, it, it you know, it's just like, eh. you know, it, it's not like I'm manufacturing this, but this is, I mean, I just get behind a microphone and I do sort of come alive, but the reality is, is that I feel kind of like empty on the inside. It's it's like my, it's like my energy level, the fuel that fuels all the content and the passion for whatever it is I want to share with you. I really do feel like it was spent in Las Vegas and I haven't had time to refuel. And my wife today, after we recorded Family from the Heart, here's the deal. She says, Cliff, um, before you go and start editing down Podcast Answer Man, before you think, you know, make a final decision about what you're doing, why don't you go upstairs and take a nap? So I actually went upstairs and I laid down about, I, if I had to guess, probably about two o'clock. And it is 6.18 right now. So about 5.45 this evening, I finally got out of bed again. And I came down and, and I, I figured, you know, I'm going to re-record an intro. And before, I didn't even know if it was just going to re-record an intro or if I was going to re-record the entire episode. But I don't think I need to re-record the entire episode. Because if I did that, I think I would end up something equivalent, you know, pretty darn equal to what I did this morning, which again, as I said authentically and transparently, I don't think is all that great. And with that being said, here I'm going to play this little clip and then I'm going to put you right into the episode I recorded this morning, or at least what part doesn't hit the (laughs) the cutting room floor. Thank you. A couple of weeks back, some of you were very excited to hear me talk about the Smart Lav microphone by Rode, R-O-D-E, Smart Lav. And uh, I had mentioned that this was a, a wired lavalier microphone that works with your smartphone. I had somebody said, hey, Cliff, it'd be great if you would be willing to go out and record an episode of your Pursuing a Balanced Life podcast with your smart lab. I've been thinking about getting one for that purpose and wanted to see how it worked. And for those that don't know this, I have a show called Pursuing a Balanced Life at pursuingabalancedlife.com. And most of the time, I'm outside recording with nothing more than my Roland digital audio recorder using nothing more than the onboard stereo condenser microphones with the windscreen over top of them. And it works wonderfully. I absolutely love it. Been doing it for many years. There's over 560 episodes out there. But in episode number 568, I actually recorded uh, half of the episode with the Smart Lab and the second half with the Roland recorder. So you could hear the difference between the two. So actually, I recorded uh, the entire episode with both recorders, but then used the beginning uh, the, anyway, I think you'll figure it out if you just go over to pursuingabalancedlife.com and look for episode number 568 for those of you who are interested in hearing that uh, out in the field sound of the Smart Laugh mic. And uh, with that, I am going to share with you some thoughts. A lot of people said, hey, Cliff, I really want to hear how you thought New Media Expo went down. So let me just give you an overview of New Media Expo 2014. Uh, First, I will talk about three keynotes. Now, there were more keynotes. Keynotes are these 
I, you know, I, I'm always a little bit confused of what's considered a keynote. Is it a keynote if it's in the morning? It's it's kind of like they have a big talk in the morning and then they have a big talk in the afternoon. And I'm talking about a talk that's in the keynote room where all the attendees are kind of expected to be in one place at one time. All right. So but I'm going to talk about three of them. The first one worth mentioning here, which is Scott Stratton. Now, Scott happens to actually be an alumni of Podcasting A to Z, has two really amazing podcasts. One is called The Unpodcast, and the other one is called The Vegas 30 Podcast. And I encourage you to go check those out in iTunes. Just do a search for Scott Stratton, and you'll pull it up, I'm sure, no problem at all. But anyway, he did a keynote there, and it was all about um, the message of his new book, QR Codes Kill Kittens which is a really a it, his keynote message was marketing has to be something that's or it has to be relational it has to be something that that you do to really help serve people and he gave this example of of course I I now can't remember the name of the hotel maybe somebody in the uh, chat room will tell me the name of the hotel but there was this 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 very upscale hotel that did this amazing thing. There was this father whose son lost this giraffe. And uh, he basically told his son, listen, you know, don't worry right now. Um, you know, your giraffe is is um, just on an extended vacation, you know, on an extended vacation. So basically, he's, he lied to his son, uh, says he's not, you know, he's not, uh, he's not lost. But I uh, wanted to buy himself some time while he did some research to see if he could track this down. All right, Troy is in the chat room. He says uh, the Ritz-Carlton. So thank you to Troy Rudder for uh, letting me know there. But anyway, and by the way, do you know the name of the of the draft? Does anybody know the name of the draft? So the Ritz, basically what happened was he's, he's searching high and low for this. And he has explained, I guess, somebody at the Ritz about what he told his son. And this is what the Ritz-Carlton did. They did find his um, his giraffe, and they did this. They went around and uh, took some unique pictures with the giraffe. So, for example, one of the things they did is they took him to the spa. They put cucumbers over his eyes and wrapped him in a towel, and they had the massage therapist or whatever doing a massage. So it shows him, you know, getting a spa and getting a massage. Then it showed him, you know, hanging out at the pool and he had uh, sunglasses on and and uh, just a bunch of other things. It was uh, Joshy, by the way. Thank you. And it was the Ritz-Carlton Amelia Island. Thank you, Nick, uh, for that information. But anyway, here's the deal. So Joshy was actually shown as being on this extended vacation. And also it showed him actually doing work in the security booth and stuff like that because he had to pay for his vacation and sent all this stuff to to the to the father and they overnighted it to him and then he you know was able to present it to his son and he was able to say see son I told you he was on an extended vacation and here's all the exciting uh, things that he had happened while he was gone and it made his son feel really well it, well of course what does what does this father do he tells everyone and of course, that message spreads and, and all these other things. And there was a thing, you know, there's a little card from uh, the, the Ritz and just so many different things that they did in this experience. And it, they did this for one person. Of course, you can't do this for everyone, but it goes to that principle of do for some what you wish you could do for everyone. 
And then what he did is he says, listen, you know, number one, people don't care about your logo. You know, as far as your logo is concerned, let let the designers create you a logo and stop asking everybody in your business, you know, who doesn't even know how to coordinate their, you know, their socks and their shoes and their pants and their shirt. Why would you ask them to give their advice on a logo? And he made some really great jokes and stuff like that. I, I loved his style. And then he says, you know, people don't care about your logo. They, they they really don't. You know, nobody's actually going to say, wow, you know, out of this story, did you see that logo? You know, when Scott was telling the story? No. What you saw was the picture of the of Joshi. You know, when you think of jo- when you think of a, a stuffed animal, you're going to think of the Ritz Carlton, those kind of things. So anyway, he says, you know, give people a great product, give people a great service, give them an experience, serve people. Do things that will that will create such uh, uh, an overwhelming feeling inside of people that they can't help but talk about you and what you've done. And so I loved that message. He really drove it home. And I will tell you, my favorite thing that he said is he and I don't know if he was listening to Eric and I talk recently, but he says, stop automating your messages you know, listen, social media was created for people to be social for one another. It wasn't a place for you to come and start spamming us with all your advertisements uh, and, and all this automation. It's got to stop. It's just like, where, where are the humans? And of course, that's exactly the message that Eric and I had been talking about. So Scott Stratton totally rocked it. Now, the only thing is, is I was speaking uh, that day that Scott gave his talk and from what I understand, um, now Scott said he was going to give me a shout out for my course, my podcasting A to Z course, but about 15 minutes before the end of his talk, I realized I forgot to eat breakfast and my stomach was going crazy. And I knew that if I didn't eat, I would have passed out like in the afternoon. It would just not have been good. So I had to get up and I had to go eat to kind of settle my nerves and, and put something on my belly. As soon as I walked out, I I hear that Scott said some pretty cool things about podcasting A to Z. So, Scott, if you're listening, thank you for that. I heard about the wonderful things that you said, and uh, I'll be sure to go grab that on the virtual ticket and listen to uh, the rest of, of your talk. But uh, hands down, I think Scott Stratton would be the number one keynote at NMX 2014. Now, there was a keynote that did not go so well. I don't know. I I was not there uh, that during that keynote. I won't say the name of the person. I will just, although I don't know if I can exclude it from every one of these tweets I might read. But um, the reality is, is I I I'm only going to be able to tell you what I've heard and what I actually saw on Twitter, because I I think that was the it was I don't remember what day it was. It was actually um, I think it was the fifth. Yeah, it was January fifth. But it was January 5th, and I was so tired that I actually just had to take a nap that day. And and I had big evening. I had already had a big day and had a big evening ahead. But this uh, keynote, this is, uh, this is what some people are saying. So uh, Joseph Lalande on Twitter says, Not sure if I can keep watching the NMX keynote with so-and-so. He doesn't come across as my kind of guy. And then... Uh, Rick Calvert, CEO and co-founder of uh, the New Media Expo, actually during the keynote did not even, well, here's what he said. He says, I'm not even going to wait until the end. I'm embarrassed. I apologize, guys. 
And from what I understand, there's going to be a blog post to follow. So uh, Joe Lalande says, yep, um, I'm out of this session. Sorry if this is who you're going to get to keynote. I'm not sure I want to attend. So uh, from what I hear, that's that's not an unfair thing to say. Uh, Daniel J. Lewis, good friend of ours here, uh, says the irony is that this person is making some good points with between all the fluff. And Brian Kelly says, I can't argue with that. And then, uh, you know, I'm thinking, okay, where are some of these great points? And I went and found some of the things people were saying that were kind of, you know, at the very opening, some things before he really, this person really got sales pitchy from the stage and, and really a little bit overbearing and obnoxious from what I've heard other people say. So Matthew Kapala says communication equals wealth. All right. Uh, I could, I could see where that could be a valid point that could be carried out. Uh, Gina Carr says, everything you want that you don't have, you're going to get from other people. Um, You know, boy, I tell you what, I think there's some truth in that statement, but it's not necessarily that uh, for you to get it, they have to lose something. You know, the the, the reality is, is that um, for you to receive something of value, I I think that there's got to be an equal exchange of value or at least some exchange of value where both of you walk away with something valuable. And, and I got the feeling that that's not necessarily the mindset of, of a certain individual. All right. What is the highest and best use of your time? That's a great question to be asking yourself. Certainly a good message to have from a keynote. Uh, it's not an either or world. It's an and world. Okay. And I've heard this a lot. Matter of fact, my great friend Dan Miller, Miller always asks when people say, hey, I, should I do this or should I do this? And he, he says that he always likes to look to see if there's an availability for an option for where you can do this and this. So I've certainly heard that message before. Daniel quoted, um, faith equals follow through. Okay, good enough. Uh, uh, Chris Hewer says, uh, great quote, those that are afraid to buy are afraid to sell. Uh, I've certainly been in those shoes. It's If you have a mindset of scarcity, it, you are very much uh, afraid to actually spend money on things. And those who spend, who are afraid to spend money on things tend to be the same people who are afraid to charge money for things. I've, that, that's, that's a good message. Here's Jen Page. She quoted, perfection paralyzes from this one. Uh, and she even said this point hit home for her. And then Gina Carr also says, uh, needing other people's approval will kill you. Absolutely a great message. So there's no question that there were some great points that were being made, but unfortunately, this was not carried out. It, it kind of went downhill and went downhill very fast. In fact, I saw one person tweet, and I could not find this one when I was looking for it, but I'm just going to kind of paraphrase slightly. It said something like, listen, emotional intelligence is awesome, except when it's used to manipulate other people to buy your crap. (laughs) Uh, Now, again, I may have paraphrased that a little bit, but that's what I kind of remember seeing on Twitter that night. You know, one person was sitting there saying, you know, what really ticked me off is the guy was arrogant, cocky, and and he was demeaning to so many people. And and in fact, uh, Jessica uh, Koopferman quoted, want to lose weight? Raise those fat little arms up there. So that kind of, seriously, that is a little much. And I heard other people that I had uh, dinner with one evening 
kind of uh, used that quote as well and said how much of a turnoff that was. And then uh, Jordan Cooper says, would you trust any conference that couldn't tell that this person was a fraud after looking at their website for more than three seconds? So uh, definitely, uh, you know, a PR nightmare for, if you will, for the staff of NMX. And uh, then I'll just say this with uh, when as it relates to what Jordan just said there, uh, the USMC Life Twitter ID says, I agree. I felt this person was a huge fraud and personally disgusted me at the wet comment when the girl was on stage. Ugh, sounds very distasteful and not very good. Now, let me just tell you, for those of you who are not aware, you know, I'm not officially a, a, an employee of New Media Expo and I'm not trying to distance myself from them because of this, uh, but I am an independent contractor and I will tell you that, um, you know, I, I have some great relationships with the people who run this conference and, you know, it, I've shared with them in the past, you know, some of the conf- some of the keynotes that they've had seem to be you know, uh, you know, a little bit on the edge when it comes to the type of content that was there and things that, you know, they, it, it's tough. It's, it's, it's got to be a tough thing for them to pull, pull off. But here's the thing. Out of all the keynotes were there, this was one of them that really went south. But I'm very thankful that the very next day we were able to follow that up with Leo Laporte, Norm Pattis, and Noah Shannock. Because when we started things off with Scott Stratton and then we ended it with this third keynote, um, by the way, Leo Laporte from This Week in Tech, Norm Pattis is a guy who created this uh, billion dollar company called Westwood One, which uh, helped send, you know, basically one of the largest radio syndicated show networks out there. Uh, and then also the CEO, uh, he, oh, and by the way, Norm Pattis has created this thing called Podcast One now where he's trying to create a, I guess, a a network of very high quality shows to take podcasting advertising to a level that it's never dreamed possible before. There were a few people that have dreamed of it, but not to the level that Norm Pattis has. And and he's doing some pretty interesting things. And then also Noah Shannock, CEO from Stitcher Radio. This was an amazing keynote conversation. It was a panel discussion led by Leo Laporte and one of my favorite things from this conversation, let me see if I can find this one. Leo said to Norm, who has been a radio guy, very successful, he says, you know, don't you think that the radio industry should be shaking in their boots, that they should be totally afraid of this podcasting thing? And Norm says, no, I think radio should be shaking their boots if they even consider not fully embracing podcasting. He says, in fact, he says, um, this is actually Nick Ehrenberg quoted this on Twitter. He says, founder of Westwood One, Norm Pattis, now saying that podcasts are a necessity and that they are the next stage of radio. So that is something that Nick pulled away from. Also, Lon Seedman says, interesting that Norm Pattis had to court Adam Carolla, quite opposite from the broadcast model. And the interesting thing here is that uh Norm Pattis did get Adam Carolla to come over to Podcast One and had to do quite a few things to convince him, a lot of things to convince him to let him and his Podcast One be the channel that he would go through to to get his advertising dollars and and to be to have him as a, an exclusive uh, arrangement with between the two of them. 
but they were able to work that out. And, uh, you know, it, it's the it's the folks who have built an audience now who are the ones who are being courted, if you will. Jane Boyd said, I don't think radio is the place that you go. Oh, okay, this is on Twitter. This is a quote. I don't think radio is the place that you go to find the best audio content. This is actually Norm Pattis's quote, and that is where he disagreed with Noah Shannock. So, and the CEO of Stitcher Radio says, I still think that radio is the is the place that you turn to to find the best in audio content. And then Norm from the stage says, I want to respectfully disagree with you. I don't think so. I think that the best content out there is actually being created by independent people and some of the best con- some of the best content in the world would never make it onto radio. And so there you go. It was a great thing. Uh, and matter of fact, and one other thing that we learned from this is that Glenn Beck, the guy who used to have a you know syndicated radio show, he was on I think he was on Fox News and stuff like that. He left all of that behind to create his own subscription online model. And he has now a subscription-based programming online, Glenn Beck generating 40 to $50 million per year. And that's from Norm Pattis from that stage. Anyway, this was called The Future of Podcasting. This keynote was, it was amazing, very encouraging, and certainly shows the trend that we have moving forward. And so, you know, here's the deal. You know, I why did I actually even tell you about the keynote that didn't go so well? Because the reality is, is if you hadn't heard about it yet, you would. And it and it did happen. But thankfully, uh, it was it was just one dark cloud in the midst of a very uh, enjoyable and very fulfilling experience as far as keynotes go. And so I those are the keynotes. They went extremely well. There may have been some more keynotes that unfortunately I was not able to attend because of you know, just all the other responsibilities that I had at the time. Then there was the ninth annual podcast awards. This time, uh, they actually had Dr. Drew uh, actually scheduled to come out, but unfortunately, he and several other people, unfortunately, were not able to get out of the East Coast due to uh, storms and snow that kind of got a lot of people uh, tracked in. Uh, My wife and I just barely made it out of Cincinnati in time. Anyway, David H. Lawrence, the 17th, he is uh, somebody who is very, very familiar with the world of podcasting and online radio, and you may have known him as Eric Doyle, uh, the puppet master from the TV show Heroes. Uh, He's a very outgoing kind of guy, and at the very last minute, the night before, he agreed to emcee the podcast awards, and of course, he had a tough crowd. Because there are several people there very excited to see Dr. Drew walk on the stage to announce those awards. And right before he uh, got on stage, when they announced that Dr. Drew was not going to make it, there was a very collective, oh. And so he walks into that kind of uh, crowd. But he did pretty well um, in considering. And, it, you know, it went pretty, the awards went well. Uh, we were in the large keynote hall this crowd now or this year. For those who were attending, who had attended last year, you know that we were in a large room and it was standing room only and had a really great community feel to it. Now, this year we moved into the main keynote hall. And I'm thinking, you know, with these thousands of chairs up, 
this is going to, you know, is this going to have enough of a turnout to where it kind of just feels like it's a, you know, there's hardly anybody here. But I was shocked. There was really a great crowd there, if I had to guess. And I'm horrible at guessing that size of an audience, but I'd say maybe 500 people there. And it was at least double the size of the crowd that was at the podcast awards last year. Um, the only regret that I think that I have for the awards is that I wish there were more of the winners who won there to accept the awards. Now, of course, uh, New Media Expo, the conference, does not have any official say-so over what happens at the awards and how they're run and stuff like that. That's all run by Todd Cochran, who does an amazing job. But, man, I you know, if there was somewhat kind of way that says just tossing this out there, wouldn't it be great if you had to be there to win and if you didn't if you weren't there uh or if you didn't have somebody there to accept your award that after uh 10 seconds 15 seconds 20 seconds whatever then the next person on the list gets to go up and accept their the award for that category i don't know it's crazy but hey it was a good time and of course we had a a great reception party afterwards in podcasting community and several of the non-podcasters were there kind of just having a great time with uh each other all right, uh, the podcasting track went extremely well. We had three rooms this year instead of two. Uh, two of the rooms were rather uh, were large; they were equal in size. And we also had the two main rooms that we had for the podcasting uh, community. They were the very first two rooms as you're entering the conference hall, which means that uh, the podcasting uh, space or the podcasting track got a lot of foot traffic. We we got a lot of exposure as people were checking out sessions that were there. And during every single session of the podcasting track, there was at least one, if not two rooms that were 100% standing room only, which is amazing seeing as how we actually doubled the size of our rooms this year. So the podcasting track uh, has definitely taken off uh, double the size last, from last year, and last year was double the size from that, that prior, prior to that. Um, yeah, so the sessions were wonderful, got some great feedback, and I'm looking forward to even getting more of a debrief, debrief from speakers and stuff like that as I move forward and start thinking about uh, NMX 2015. Then there were super sessions, uh, only two that I w- was personally responsible for. Super sessions are sessions during the normal sessions of the day, the breakouts of the day. There are 10 different rooms that you could choose to go to. During super sessions, or during keynote, everybody's supposed to go to one room, the keynote hall. Well, during super sessions, there's still 10 rooms, but in those 10 rooms, only three or four of them are in use, and these are called super sessions. So it's kind of like to corral most people into these these sessions because these are highlighted topics that are extremely important. Well, Michael Hyatt, uh, I brought to NMX, thankfully, and he agreed to come and talk about building your personal brand and had a stand standing room only crowd and people took away notes and were extremely thrilled and delighted to have that as a session at New Media Expo. And it went extremely well. And that's up against, unfortunately, Pat Flynn, who also had people like, in the floor, there was hardly any space left in the floor for people. It was just uh, both both Michael and uh, Pat had amazing turnouts to their crowd. I was really concerned, you know, because Pat 
I I would say is a little bit more well known in the NMX community. He's been there each year. You know, obviously Michael has a huge draw of his of his own, but uh, I was thrilled that both of them had standing room only. I mean, literally both rooms did not have the room to add more people to the session. So that this was a good thing. It was a great thing, and I was I was very happy to see that for both uh, both of my friends, Michael and Pat. Uh, I had a super session the second day of the conference. It was uh, the benefits of creating an audio podcast. If you don't have an audio podcast within the next 90, if you don't have a podcast now within the next 90 days, you should. And here are the reasons why. It's kind of that kind of talk. And I was very happy to see that, um, number one, I had a full room. And number two, of those who attended my room, over 80% of them did not have an audio podcast. That means all those podcasters that came to the conference, they went to another super session, which was great. And and a lot of, you know, not all of them, but a majority of them. But then there was a ton of podcasters and web TV or just social media people or whatever that came into my session and they were like, okay, let's see if Cliff can convince me to create a podcast. And well, I would like to tell you that I would say probably at least half of those who did not have a podcast prior to that will have a podcast within 90 days. That is awesome. Um, what else about New Media Expo? There were meetups. Um, I ho- I hosted two meetups. One was my own personal meetup with members of my podcast mastermind uh, who were attending uh, New Media Expo. People who had, and then alumni members who had graduated from my podcasting A to Z course. And then I had Dan Miller and uh, Ray Edwards and and uh, several other friends that actually came and participated uh, in this in this private meetup that I held. Uh, we were originally going to hold it in my suite, but there were too many people, so we ended up uh, getting one of the conference rooms, and we had a wonderful, amazing evening. Uh, the very next night, Pat Flynn, myself, and Stephanie, along with Pat Flynn. And Chris Ducker, all of us got together and hosted a dinner meetup where we bought over 100 people dinner at the uh, Mr. Lucky's at the Hard Rock Casino. And, you know, I didn't, you know, I got to say special thank you to my friend Jared Easley for helping us, you know, plan this event and everything like that, getting us to this location. And I heard the name, you know, Mr. Lucky's and I'm thinking, oh, gosh, is this going to be some hole in the wall? You know, whatchamacallit. This was an awesome awesome place for a meetup uh and we just had the most awesome night that night so thank you to all of those who came for those of you who wanted to come to that but were not able to i am so terribly sorry Uh, unfortunately you know we had to place a limit of 108 people on that meetup and there was just no way around that so but you know there was lots of other networking opportunities i know i spent a majority of my time you know, in the halls, talking with people nonstop. In fact, I'm pretty sure I shook over one 1,000 people's hands uh, there. I've come back. I do have what seems to be feeling like a, a little bit of an upper respiratory infection, a little stuff in my chest, praying that it doesn't turn into to bronchitis or anything like that. But uh, New Media Expo was awesome and absolutely loved it. And um, had some great dinners with individuals. I had some, you know, small group dinners, and then we had uh, a private dinner with my, you know, Michael Hyatt had to leave early, uh, but uh, 
Stephanie and I had a private dinner with uh, my good friends, Ray Edwards and Dan Miller. Uh, Ray, myself, and Dan are in a mastermind together. And so we just had a great time decompressing the final night that we were all in Vegas together. That was a great time. And I'll be honest and share with you my number one New Media Expo 2014 experience was the session that I did titled, um, it was a panel session titled, The Formula for Creating a Top-Ranked Business Podcast in iTunes. And that was with Michael Hyatt, Dan Miller, and Ray Edwards. And of course, I was the moderator tossing up questions and topics for those guys to discuss. All of them came extremely prepared for the for the things that I would actually share with them or ask them to share on. And the the entire audience benefited greatly. People were just writing notes like crazy. Uh, I saw the tweets that were coming out of that. I was just honored and humbled to be on the stage with those three guys and so thankful that they came out. And then, of course, uh, a very close second, almost tied to that, would be the session that Pat Flynn and I did together. Talked about authenticity and transparency behind the microphone. Guaranteed to stand out with the greatest asset that you have, and that is you and your story. And we just had an amazing time. Again, it just blown away by just how powerful the podcasting community and, and the just podcasting is overall uh, at this event. And, um, you know, maybe I'm inside of my own little bubble, but uh, it seemed to me that um, from the entire overall experience of the conference, podcasting had a very, very, very heavy weight to it uh, when it comes to the attention and buzz and excitement. So thankful for all of those things. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, there you go. That was the original recording, at least what's left of it. So I know what you're saying. Cliff, why did you record that big intro? Because I just listened to all of that and it wasn't all that bad. Well, the reality is, is that I spent the last hour editing down what you just heard and I cut out about three major things that were brought up in the episode that definitely did not need to be there. Um, And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to spend the time and create a first episode of 2014 that I think would be worthy of your time to listen to. And um, the 2014 NMX uh, review was something that some folks had asked for. And so there you go. Um, But yeah, I feel a lot better about releasing this episode than I did uh, prior to doing any kind of editing. That's for sure. And that's something that it could be a topic for you. I mean, maybe that's a takeaway for yourself. Now me, I like being authentic. I like just being yourself and I like just putting it out there. There's, there is a time and a place for you to do that, especially if you're the type of individual that can easily get bogged down by the, the plague of perfectionism, if you will. And for you, it may be important that I don't care how much you want to edit it, just put it out there for heaven's sake. You know, you've been saying you're going to create this for the last six weeks and you still haven't published anything because you keep redoing the first episode. For those folks, I say just put it out there. You know, for me, I'm at episode number 340 and it's the first episode of the new year. I want to set a tone. I want to set a a vibe, if you will. And while now that I think about the fact that I went and re-recorded that opening about explaining about why I was 
<laughs> concerned about so much. Now I'm thinking, ah, maybe I should record the opening because this actually isn't all that terrible. But the reality is, is what you have heard is what you're getting, and I am recording this new ending. Hey, real quickly here, have you been thinking about creating an audio podcast? If so, I highly want to encourage you to check out my podcasting A to Z course. It is over at podcastinga2z.com. As I am recording this new outro to this podcast, I already have 14 folks who are signed up as students who are registered and paid for for my course that starts on February 3rd. So this will go through the entire month of February for four weeks. If you want full details, head over to podcastinga2z.com. I have no question whatsoever that this will sell out. Uh, The maximum that I'll take is 30 students, and I'm pretty sure uh, that it will fill all 30 of those spots. I consider a course to be sold out at 20 uh, because that's what I usually shoot for for the number of students. I should have that Let's see, I'm recording this on Thursday. I should have that by the end of this weekend as people come home from New Media Expo and also as I send out one more email to my mailing list later this week. So if you want to get in and you desperately want to get into this first session of the new year, then I highly encourage you to go over to podcastinga2z.com and yes, you can use promo code PAM for Podcast Answer Man. Promo code PAM in the shopping cart to save five hundred dollars off the cost of the course now um let's see here what else do i want to share with you i think that's it so let me go ahead and uh click the new uh outro here we'll get that started there we go uh real quickly i want to say thank you to those of you who have been using my bluehost affiliate link to sign up for your hosting account with bluehost and uh last week i was like oh my gosh is there really only one But uh, this week is not the case. I guess you guys had heard, hey, I wonder why I haven't uh, gone over and created my Bluehost hosting account yet. And uh, I want to say thank you for all of these folks who have done that. So here it goes. It is TheBeginningFarmer.com. Next up is AmpedUpRealEstateAgent.com. Number three is BiggerEaster.com. Number four is DanielleBuie.com. That's D-O-N-I-E-L-L-E-B-U-I-E.com. Then there's CrushingCreativeBlock.com. Next up is the Fred Manning Show. That's M-A-N-N-I-N-G. The Fred Manning Show.com. And also, and to wrap things up with this here, the Center Cut media.com thank you guys so much for using my Bluehost affiliate link when you do that I get a very generous commission so certainly want to be very transparent up front with you on that if you want to know my thoughts about hosting for your website your mp3 files for your podcast um, whether or not shared hosting may be a good place for you or whether or not you might need virtual private servers and what is the difference between all of those things you can find all of that and my affiliate links for Bluehost and also servant hosting if you are so inclined. All of that and more at podcastanswerman.com slash hosting. For those of you who are not yet ready to sign up for podcasting A to Z, I totally get that. Maybe you want to start things off over at my free tutorial. It, I mean it. It is absolutely 100% for free. And if somebody ever tells you that I have something for you for free, 
and they require your email address to get it. It's not free. You're giving them something. But my friends, I will tell you, if you go to learnhowtopodcast.com, learnhowtopodcast.com, your email address is not required. In fact, over 50,000 people have gone through this tutorial, and I want to encourage you to do the same if you're thinking about podcasting. And of course, down the road, if you decide you want to get really serious about this, do it for your message, do it for your brand, taking your passion to the online world in a whole new level, I encourage you to sign up over at Podcasting A to Z if it's ever the right thing for you. Well, that's it, my friends. I am so delighted to be here in 2014. Very happy that I took the time to take episode number 340 to the next level. God bless and we'll see you again next week. Helping you to get the thing you do to the next level. Podcast. It's a man.